Everybody, welcome to Not the Only Kids in the Hall podcast, uh, the podcast where we watch episodes of Kids in the Hall and we talk about all the sketches. Um, hey, we're joined today with uh, our usual co-hosts, Jared Emick and Amay Lutkin. Bump back down to co-host, I guess. Last time I said you guys were the hosts. Ooh. I forgot to say that this time. Um, Any reason, guess, Nick, or are you just being just a forgot. jerk for no reason, or you forgot? I like that it changes forgot. every week. I, you know, it keeps me on my toes. So thank you. <laughs> And uh, today we have a, a, a very special guest uh, from UCB's Mod Night. Uh, yes. From one of Jared's UCB sketch teams. One of my years. favorite institutions, Mod Night. Yes, and teams. Joanna Tillman. How are you doing, Joanna? I'm good. Woo. Hi. Hello. How are you? <laughs> Just like, We're good. How are you? I'm, we're going to watch TV together. I'm excited. Oh, I no. know. The best thing ever. Well, Wait, Joanna, have you watched the show already, Joanna? I so I used to watch this show like as a child growing up, and I remember just being the most excited for this show. And I think, oh, wow. yeah, so and I but I think there's like a pretty big gap in how I saw it as a child, and maybe how I'll see it now. <laughs> Wait, because I'm worried now because. Uh, <laughs> We usually watch the episode before we talk about it, but it seems like maybe you haven't watched it yet, Joanna. I have watched it. I have watched. Okay, it. Okay. Okay. I was. I, I wasn't. Was I, I was. I was trying to. I was trying to suspend. I wanted to. I didn't want to. I don't want to ruin the experience for the the listener. You know oh. about the mystery. The mystery of whether you watched the episode or not. <laughs> yeah. The mystery. Yeah. How does this pod work? Yeah. <laughs> Like, Nick's I, life flashed before his eyes there. I mean, I've never seen you so worried. He was like, what are we going to do? Are we going to actually watch this whole thing? <laughs> are we going to have a conversation with a person about something <laughs> other than kids in the hall? I I know how things work. Uh, I do. I promise. Um, I do. I just also am scared that I don't. <laughs> You're doing I think right that's so just like the state of being, you know, yeah, it's just yeah. being alive. No, I do. I've been yeah, you've here described before. existence. I've been I've been here before in in a space with people. I promise. Okay, great. Well, we're n- not really in space. I don't want to give the listener us uh, space. I said us wrong. space. I'm in us space. We're each in our own spaces. Right, right, right. Listeners. Okay. Mm. Well, so, you wouldn't be more clear about this show up top. <laughs> what do you? What yes, do you rem- Nick. What do you remember of the kids and all growing up? What, so, what's what's well, what, one thing what are your that, favorites? Well, I I was brought back with the theme the theme song. Like I remember that being like uh to me like a Pavlovian, like you're about to like gonna you're gonna laugh your ass off, Joanna. Like this you just got a good time, you're gonna feel good. This is like, you know, twenty five minutes of good feelings. Uh I mean I remember I don't remember like anything. I remember the the credit sequence. <laughs> and then I remember just like it was on all the time. Uh, I watched Comedy Central like every day as a kid. I would come home and watch it. On sick days, I would watch the whole. It would be on like it'd be like marathons, you know. I would watch whatever yeah. they put on that network. <laughs> I watched everything, and I and I thought it was all good. Joanna, uh, w- were you a fan in the sense that you had like a favorite kid in the hall? Do you ever? Do you remember the? Did you know their names? Did you? I I, I didn't know their names. There was definitely one that I thought was cute uh and it's definitely not a one that i i don't <laughs> <laughs> what, what what don't you want to say which one you found cute what if, what if, what if, what if uh you know i don't want to be mean i don't think i think it's actually like it's just... <laughs> we said it's cute not who you think is ugliest <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I just remember like thinking like like one of them was like cute or dreamy or something and like that that like that made him funny you know like this mm-hmm. none, none of this stuff is makes me look would it be dave I'm, I'm i'm may i guess or is can, that too intrusive can you put them on the screen i don't know what they look like anymore i mean you know so we're looking at mark bruce kevin and scott right here i don't think I, i'm gonna go ahead and say dave foley because to me he's the dreamiest he's the he's the definitely the uh the boyish good looks one right show me the dreamy one yes that's him uh, on the right side of the car on there. the right here we can okay there he is yeah, that's, a, yeah, that's a great is. picture <laughs> <laughs> there's a, okay now we're flat f- watching the credits so we got okay 
There's Dave. Okay, go cool. on. I mean, well, it's all five of them. Dave, second from the right. Joanna, we got to nail down this which guy kid in the plaid. The I like the, the, the kid in the plaid. That's the kid I thought that was being. Not that one. Not oh, that, oh, that guy. <laughs> not, uh, not this one. <laughs> not Andy McDonald. Not Andy McDonald. <laughs> Man, don't listen to this. Uh, <laughs> this is who there. you thought maybe you were. <laughs> you were I think <laughs> that's my vote. You had a childhood crush on him. I'm not Joanna, sure. That, that might not be him, but he is, he is, he is dreamy. Oh, no, no, that's him. Yeah, that's him. That was him. Yeah, that not was. this one. Uh, him too, though. Him, he's okay. pretty dreamy too. Okay, so we Nick, he's down. your pick. So yeah, Joanna had a childhood crush it's on. It's just Bruce a mo- like so. Yeah, my David experience Foley. with kids in the hall was just mostly being pre- like a pre-hormonal, preteen, <laughs> hormonal preteen. So horniness is the framework that we're going <laughs> into this way. Okay, great. Um, well, I think that is a great segue into the first sketch. Oh, wait, we didn't set the mood. Yeah. Okay, so we're looking at season one, episode 10 of Kids in the Hall. First aired January 9th, 1990. Number one of the charts in the U.S. and Canada. Once again, Another Day in Paradise by Phil Collins. In both countries? Wow. In both third countries. Week in oh third week God. in a row? The third week in a row. The third week in a row. This was all the rage. Was everyone just slow dancing to this at uh, the discotheque? <laughs> Guys, I was sick of this song, so I looked up the number two song in America, which was Rhythm Nation by Janet Jackson. Yes, Janet. Ooh. I hope she overtakes him next week. This is the song you can dance to. What um, is the Janet Jackson song that has Miss Jackson if you're nasty? What is the title? Because I always oh. want to reference that song, and that's all I know—the lyric. I could like look it up on my own time. One. Yeah. I feel like it might be uh, nasty. I don't know. Nasty. Yes, I believe it is nasty. And I also looked up number one in the UK, "Hanging Tough" by New Kids on the Block. So interesting. A lot of fun stuff happening here. New Kids on the Block. Yeah. I'm really was... like, I love this context. Thank you for this. I also have the number one movie, January uh, January 9th, nineteen ninety. Once again, born on the fourth of July. Yeah, okay. I don't really hang around. I guess there are fewer movies then, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we know how a mate feels about born on the fourth of July. That I guess. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So now let's now, that's, now let's now get started here. Yeah. Let's talk about that first sketch, Hoopla. Well, are we getting are we getting not to slow us all up still, but are we uh, getting Joanna's opinion on 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 the intro? Because of course, no, we that's haven't kind gotten to the recurring... intro yet, Jared. We haven't gotten the intro yet because we got the holy first shit! Stitch. I'm um, an idiot. I'm so let's sorry. Listen to like a little clip of it first here. Okay then. What's with all the hoopla? <laughs> hoopla. Yep, I heard hoopla. Look, we were just talking. We were too loud, I apologize. No, no, no. I distinctly heard hoopla. Um, I tried to write down the game of each of these scenes. Uh, yeah. For this one, I wrote down, security guard who defines things ambiguously as hoopla. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But, but, but that, I don't, if I was putting my teacher hat on, I don't think that's a game, right? Just calling something hoopla i mean it has to refer there has to be some sort of pattern or system that you could fall back on right like what would be a different beat other than just calling everything hoopla like i think this is one of those things where uh i think um when michael uh was a guest on the pod and he called them what tone poems i think this is Mm -hmm. one of those scenes where it's like it's just this kind of just scene it's just a scene where they want to have an idea and it's a semi-blackout and i don't even think this scene has a game but what do you yeah, I think it's like if there is one, it's revealed at the very end and it's more of a joke. It's like the joke is that he went through all this weird behavior just to get salt for no clear reason. And there's a getaway car. <laughs> and I actually thought it was kind of like as soon as he came out and I saw the getaway car, I knew exactly what the joke was going to be when he got in the car. I was like, it was all for the salt, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and right. then also at this scene in the beginning, it really reminded me weirdly of Seinfeld. Like there's just, I felt like they're almost, I don't think Seinfeld was on yet, but it felt like they were making fun of it almost. The it, repetition it on. on one word, focusing on it. Yeah. I, I, I well, not the security guard. I mean, like even them just sitting around at this diner table and like having their fake conversation. 
I, yeah. I, yeah, I like that. him him pulling the table back never pays off. <laughs> like I think it's, I, I thought it was just a very funny choice to just that's the first time we see this guy. He comes and he yanks the table away, then he walks around, and then they never. There's no reason why he did that. He just did that to be. I mean, well, there's a there's a little non joke, you know, at the end where he puts the table back and they kind of react like, uh. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that's a payoff. No, I, guess, I agree no, with you. No, 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 no. I stand corrected. <laughs> See, I, yeah, I mean, if I'm putting on my uh, what hat, what did hat you are on, we wearing? A uh, teacher, teacher. Okay, I'll, I'll put on my uh, uh, interpreter hat. I, I assume Ooh. that he pulled away the table so that they couldn't eat their food, so they, yeah. he would have their attention. But oh, I guess. I thought it was just to get their attention. Why. There was yeah. a lot of weird physical moments in this, and I thought it was funny when he like said, "Don't even think about it," to Scott Thompson, and the audience kind of laughs because it does look like. <laughs> Scott Thompson is thinking about it, whatever it is. <laughs> that was a nice one. It almost felt improvised to me. The whole thing was very loose. I wouldn't be surprised um, if this came out of an improv scene. I mean, it, it is just, you know, I could be, I could see myself being an improv scene, just saying hoopla over and over again. No, yeah, absolutely. I thought it was funny too, though. Like, I mean, it's just, it, it was absurd, silly. Fun. A lot of the sketches in this episode, I felt like were short and punchy and, uh, I thought this one was one of those too. I don't know. I liked I did, it. I I did like the conclusion um, that it was all for the salt, and it kind of reminded me. I I actually the the last time I stole something uh, was a salt shaker from a restaurant, and uh, I remember it was in uh, Kansas. Uh, I was with uh, Molly and my girlfriend, and we were there, and. We just took a liking to them and then uh, decided to pocket them because they had enough of them and uh, we wanted one. And I, does that make me a bad person? <laughs> well, <laughs> go to hell. You know what? Also, you and Molly came to my house when I moved in and brought me a um, housewarming gift and it was salt shakers. Are those your oh, stolen fuck. salt wow. shakers? Oh, oh. fuck. This is your- no, sort no, of those were of course purchased freaks? for full price. Double the price, I think it was actually, but we knew you, you had paid to twice as much, you insisted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joanna, when yes. was the last time you stole something? Um, I can't. I don't. I can tell you a lot. Okay, it happens a lot. <laughs> <laughs> really? Wow. No, it happens a lot. No, no, no. But I do. I can. I the for some reason I'm reminded of like I I stole. Uh, I was obsessed with stealing a stapler when I was like a toddler. Apparently. My mom used to go into the Hallmark store and on more than one occasion, she would push the stroller out of the store and I'd have taken this one same kind of stapler and then she'd bring it back into the store. And then eventually, I guess she just gave up and let me steal it because it was in my house growing up for the rest of my life. <laughs> wow. Imagine if this wasn't actually a real podcast. and It was it's actually an elaborate sting. sting. <laughs> my mom is in jail. And here are some other crimes I committed. What about you guys? <laughs> yeah. It, it, so your mom went to the Hallmark store a lot. Yeah, <laughs> the Hallmark store a lot. Which it's not a store anymore. Uh, is it the one on 14th Street, right off of Avenue A? No, no. This is the one in the uh, in the the Whitestone Shopping Center in Whitestone. Oh. But it's yeah, it's not a store anymore. Now it's a channel. Um, so then we have this. Uh, I thought that was funny. It's the first. <laughs> no, store I... to, it's the it was the first store to channel. <laughs> Just like you know, like it was a joke, Nick. It when, was a joke when people a joke. make movies off of like a series of tweets. This was the first time someone <laughs> made a, a studio out of a shop uh well joanna right. um uh jared was asking me to was uh, was asking me to ask yes. you how you feel about this intro you, you kind of already covered it was it yet a pavlovian response made you think yeah. oh i'm about to <laughs> be laughing for 20 minutes <laughs> i don't know why i love i love it i loved it then i love it now it's just a bunch of random clips of like some t- town is this canada they're canadian toronto really canadian. yeah okay yeah this is like, shot, like shot around toronto run down neighborhoods and just random you know feels yeah, feel, it just feels very like ordinary people <laughs> or something i love it too i love the the film that's shot on a i don't know i i always thought it was really cool i always, I always thought this is a really cool opening uh the people in it look like i don't know i thought the kids in the hall hey, kevin mcdonald cool. looks like he's wearing a wig here 
Yeah, see, Austin does look like he's wearing a wig. Jared was convinced that he was wearing a wig last week. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I was. I'm dumb. Okay, okay. but let's uh, let's move on to the second sketch, McGillicuddy and Green. Um, I wrote down for the premise of for the game of the scene for this one, uh, a vaudeville straight man who explains things too realistically. And I'll I have on. a better way to say that. Nick, Bad you're, 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 yeah, I, I, <laughs> well, I think straight man. Well, not that's, I think it. that's. I think uh, <clears throat> more. I think it is a bad vaudevillian. But like, if you really want to nail it down, he's bad because he he's a straight man who reacts too realistically. I think. Anyway, let, let's watch a clip real quick, right. and then we'll talk I about think it. It's okay. Mr. Green, guess who I ran into on the way to the theater this evening? Who? Rhonda, the former professional hunchback. Oh, did she get her back straightened? No, she's just out of work. (laughs) So her back isn't better then. (laughs) No, she's just out of work. That's terrible. Um... I think the game is straight man. Go ahead, Joanna. Oh, you, I was just saying, I, I wrote down, um, these are my notes. I wrote down, I have no idea what is happening. <laughs> That's common note. I think. And then I, and then I wrote down one guy is too serious. That's my, that's what the premise is. Guy, one guy is serious. Um, so, so to me, the, 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 the game is clearly straight man, not getting the bit. But he does right? at the I mean, end, that... right? He he walks off. He says, "You're the worst straight man ever." He says the premise. It's like title of film, you know. You're the worst straight man there ever, right? Or whatever. Right, because he interprets the jokes literally. Yeah, he takes things too seriously, literally. Yeah, one of those. I, I guess it doesn't matter. We don't have to be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> What? It's I, funny because this one is the clearest game of the whole sh- by show far, by far. Yeah. But we can't. Yeah. We What's can't funny is like, I actually didn't like this one when I watched it, but now the second time you played the clip, I'm like, I kind of am into it. Like I feel like I want the 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 green suit man to like. I, I there's nothing. I think there's nothing funnier than like kindness and stupidity combined. Like that's great. I love when someone's just like. That's so funny. He he's too concerned with Rhonda's back. That's lovely. Why not? But yeah. yeah, I love this. I love this sketch. I remember loving this sketch when I was a kid. This whole episode was one I remembered seeing a lot when I was a kid. And this one, this sketch was probably my favorite of the episode. Back I then. think the sketch grew on me a lot as I was watching it. By the time they he was explaining the who's on first bit, I thought that was very funny. And it was also like very classic kids in the hall, just like, fuck you, comedy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like the who's on first, like doing a sketch about who's on first, maybe like reads his hack today. I feel like it's been done a lot, but yeah. But but then um probably not, right? We run into this a lot on this podcast where it's like we we recognize a bit as having been done before several times and then we're like wait a minute this was like the late 80s or, something, or like, early 90s 32 like, years ago i guess yeah yeah i mean um, it's like they were ago? probably one of the first to do it they probably started this shit so uh, this was from uh, 1990 so i guess 31 years ago 31 and a half years ago something like that um so yeah i think it was uh, it's it was kind of odd and how straightforward the comedy was for them um but it was a funny sketch. I think Foley was super funny the whole time. Um, I liked it. So the next one is called Wake Up. Yeah, I really like this one. <laughs> I, I love everything about this sketch. Okay. Okay, Teresa, we found this old meatloaf, right? <laughs> and, and we're, and we're yeah. just wondering if it would be okay if we ate it. Yeah. yeah. See, the dilemma we faced as we drove around, is it wrong to eat garbage? That's right, yeah. And another thing is, is it garbage? Just because we found it in the garbage, right? Or is it not just food that has fallen from grace? Um, yeah, like is something art just because you hang it on the wall? Hey, don't get me started on that. We'll be here all night. <laughs> I just wanted to get that line in because that, that was the one thing I really remembered when I was a kid. Is it art just because you hang it on the wall? I remember 
Was that your I love the read on that too. That would normally just be like, don't get me started on that. Like he's mad at him. Hey, don't get me started on that. <laughs> I love that uh, the read on that line. Joanna, you loved every part of this. I was, I was going to say, Nick, did that open? Did that line open up a, a world of philosoph- philosophical reasoning <laughs> to you? Like, was it I kind of did. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, no, I loved everything about this. I this in my notes. I wrote this is just a documentary. Uh, <laughs> like, like um uh this is kind of a convoluted story but like uh what's that show um the guy from arrested development you know they're dealing drugs in in missouri you know it's a very dark dark show dealing drugs in missouri. uh dealing drugs in missouri <laughs> the guy from arrested development yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's got uh you know i mean weeds and breaking bad are the two drug yeah, no, dealing shows i can think of it's it's happening it's, they're filming it now it's this is gonna kill me but anyway it's like this you know this like movie where it's very over the top like they're like secretly dealing drugs and like a lot like they're ozark 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 Ozark. right yeah so uh, my i was watching this with my uh with my with my ex with my ex with my mother-in-law my ex-mother-in-law and she was like uh people actually don't laugh people actually do this you know she's like people act like this in real life and it's like and that's how i felt about this sketch people Oh, okay. I thought you were watching this with your ex-mother-in-law. No, no. Okay. Just now, today, over the phone, I called her up. Uh, I And I don't know, just like feel like these are, these are, this is like something that's, this is just a documentary to me. Like this is, this, this, everything about this is just how, how, felt very real. Yeah. They yeah. do that well. They commit to these characterizations of people. McKinney like loves doing that and. I do appreciate their, you know, their, their, their costumes, even looking at this freeze frame now, it's so funny how they're like totally like same versions of each other. They each have a hat, plaid shirt, jacket, jeans. Perfect. Um, I agree. I loved every part of this. I love um, the McKinney's look in this sketch. I think it was really, really funny. McKinney plays their sister. The two, Bruce McCullough and uh, Scott Thompson, these two dirt bags. uh, And every time dirt bags. And uh, they would complain about the, the McKinney's look just made me laugh so much that yeah. <laughs> I, I love really that like ironic take about... on that ridiculous thing of, of like, oh, the, she's given us the look. Though that was very funny. I thought McKinney really reminded me of like a Fred Armisen character in this for some reason. <laughs> she was. Just... Oh, say that again to me. He looked kind of Fred Armisen like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He never. Um, and uh, well, so let me say the game that I came up with for this one: a sister who is so worn down by her dirt bag brothers that she doesn't respond to them; she just silently acquiesces to every <laughs> demand. It's the best I could come up with for a game. It's yeah, really I think this scene. is a hard one because, like, I, I don't think they're. I don't know if that's quite it. Like, but it's not. But it's not like the game isn't like. What if two guys thought a meatloaf wasn't safe to eat, so they brought it to their? <laughs> That's not it either. <laughs> I think it's like a give a mouse a cookie game. It's like yes, if you give a mouse yeah. a cookie, blah 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 blah. Because they're running two, away. Two two grown it. men act like babies almost in a way. You know, it's like every single move from them. I think there's some line where they say uh, <laughs> the haircut speed is so funny to me. And I, in that in that haircut speed where they ask to have her give them a haircut, she says, otherwise we'll show up to court with incriminating hair. And the other one goes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just like, I, I, I think that's so good. And I, I think you're right. I mean, that is the game. Just like they are just... Yeah, children in grown men's bodies, and they expect everything to be done for them, and so you just heighten that over and over till like their their requests are just completely absurd. Interesting. Okay. Okay. No, no. Does anyone agree with me? Yeah, I I feel like this ended very abruptly to me. Like I I felt like it could have. I thought it was gonna at least keep going for I don't know, but just the she put. How does it end? They like they finally compliment her. I think she just starts to give them haircuts. Yeah, she just starts to give them uh, haircuts, and I was just waiting for something else to get asked of her. It also kind of had a Beavis and Butthead vibe to me the whole time, and uh, I guess this predates that um, yeah, slightly. I, but I think these two and, are, like, smarter than Beavis and Butthead, or at least they... That was ooh. the thing, like, I think they, were, they weren't they were dumb guys, they just were... Uh, they expect everything to be done for them. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So, yeah, no, not dumb, uh, but certainly <laughs> helpless. 
Yeah. Okay, well, let's move on yeah. to this next <laughs> sketch. And hilarious analysis of a, <laughs> a really funny sketch. Uh, Two men. I feel are like helpless. when they're funnier, there's less to say about them. In Maybe a way. no, it's true. It's you don't want to like, yeah, like break oh, it down too much. <laughs> okay, I actually thought this one was funny too. This one's called McIntyre. Let's watch the. Let's watch this a little bit. The land, well, it was rich and good. And the crops, well, they grew tall and sturdy, as did the McIntyre name. That's a name that's become synonymous with truth and honesty in these parts. Over the years, we've all worked this land and loved it. It's loved us back. And then in the summer of 69, I grew a tail. And that's basically the sketch, and we see him walk away with a tail. Um, yeah, this one was just, just a weird little blackout. Well, what, was, tell me funny. why you like it, Nick. I mean, you just think having a tail is funny, period? Or? It's so uh, accusatory. Just how it just how it came no, out. No, no, I, 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 that did sound accusatory. <laughs> I, yeah, I just. Well, like, how did your mind grasp this as actually amusing? Nick? Are you fucking dumb, or what's the problem? No, I think it was more <laughs> just like, wait, 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 what about all the people that have tails? Do you think they're jokes? Are they just jokes to you, Nick? Is that what you think? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, exactly. I, I need to defend the tail community. Do you, some people have tails? Should I be like ashamed for laughing at this? You know, uh. It reminded me of that shallow, famously problematic movie, Shallow Hal, um, which wasn't problematic for this reason, but did feature Jason Alexander with a tail, and that was a, I don't know, probably the most, I don't know, talked about moment of that movie, maybe? I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. You guys know that movie, Shallow Hal, Jason Alexander? He's I know it tail. exists. I had no I idea think... Jason Alexander had a tail in it. Yeah, that's like, yeah, that he sure does. like a, a deep cut of... Yeah, that's okay. The well, most let's, talked let's, about let's thing you, you say, not Jack it. Black or Gwyneth Paltrow. The, the most, Gwyneth by Paltrow. far, at least to myself when I watch it. Um, <laughs> that's no, all you I can just, think about. I'm trying to think of of other tale humor. And again, this might be a situation where it's kind of it, Kids in the Hall was first. Because uh, I, I have seen things where it's like, oh, it's funny that he has a tail or it's a human with a tail. And I feel like I do see that a lot. Um, so I don't know how I felt about this one. I love just one absurdist joke, you know, premises, but I also kind of was distracted by the fact that he scratched his shoulder, and then right after he scratched his shoulder, that's when the tail came. And what was going through my head was, did this, was this some sort of, like, signal or rig or something where, like, that was a cue for someone to flip the tail onto his shoulder? Or was it just part of the joke in the context of the scene where he was like, Oh, I have an itch here, so I'll scratch it with my tail. Or neither. I think you're overthinking whatever it is you are thinking. Yeah. <laughs> you guys didn't notice him scratch his shoulder right before the tail no. hit his shoulder? No. Oh, I think it was just like he's got a fly there and he's brushing the fly away. That was my understanding of what was He did it with one hand and then the opposite shoulders where the tail hit. No, no, he did it. He scratched his shoulder and then the tail hit that shoulder. Yeah, I, I think it's, I'm guessing the, I'm getting it's like, it's set up that he's got an itch and then the tail is reinforcing that it's his tail and not like something that hit him. Mm, you know, interesting. Like, you know, the tail. See, interesting. We're rewatching it over and over again right now, like the Zapruder film. <laughs> no, back I love it. Back. I think this is fascinating stuff. Back into the left um, shoulder. Back into the, back into the left shoulder like that. Mm -hmm. um, because it must have been someone else who flipped it over, you think, right? The tail? Yeah, there was a guy down there. <laughs> but There's they could have, but, but Jared, couldn't they have just used the, the dialogue as the cue instead of... Uh... They could have. They could have. Um, <laughs> assuming this was all written out, they could have. Sure. Uh, I just found it odd. I found it distracting. I was like... How could you know. have found it distracting if you didn't know that the tail was going to do that? I guess I found it distracting in retrospect. I mean, I see him scratch it. I oh see the tail. God. And then I'm please, thinking. Please, I'm dying. <laughs> we must move on from this. Did please. you like this one, Amay? Real quick. We'll move on. But... Um, I thought it was, yeah. I it mean, fine. it was fine. It was just like, he could have literally said anything. That's, it was just that's like... what I was going to say. I think. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He, set, he set up the, the first part of this so well. 
Yeah, so that, it was really like, a well-acted, like, speech. It was a well-written yeah, speech. Well, too. well-acted, and then mm-hmm. just, like, the cornfield and his outfit, everything. He, Yeah, he could have literally said anything. He could have... In fact, I thought he was going to say something about, like, maybe he had a baby with the farm, you know, and that the farm... Had <laughs> to, like, some kind of I was going to ask that. Like, do you guys think there's any connection be- be- between the farm and having the tail? I mean, is it no. just, or is it just totally random? Again, Jared, whatever you're thinking, you're overthinking it. <laughs> I think it's totally random. I'm just maybe. asking a question. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's totally random, and I do kind of wish it wasn't. I feel like they could have. I don't know. I agree. I agree. Well, I feel well, like they could have had some sort of I classic just... blackout set up and deliver instead of just like, ha ha, he's got a tail. You listen to that for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> for comedy. <laughs> Okay, I insist we never speak of the tail again. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, and now we have to speak of uh, these two guys, the nobody likes us guys that we'd seen before. Oh God, I hated this. This was awful. Let's watch a <laughs> little bit of the beginning of the song here. So it's Kevin and Dave as the okay. two Nobody Likes Us guys that we saw a couple episodes ago, and now they're on a bus uh, singing that Nobody Likes Us song. Have you guys had you guys heard this song? Yeah. Before? Yes. I have not. I have something to say about this, which is that, first of all, I hate these characters. They're miserable to watch. Nobody does like you because you're so freaking annoying. <laughs> I hate them. But also, there's no internal logic to this scene because they're sitting on this bus, right? And they start this song. And if they're really like, why is everyone joining in and acting like it's normal and then enthusiastically begging for more, but then somehow eating the worms is like weird? I'm sorry. I don't think that anyone behaving in this manner would think that that was a step too far. Be like, how dare you break the social code? It's like they are joining in on this ridiculous song for no reason. Everyone is singing like a zombie. I just don't believe that that would happen in even the internal logic of this world, you know what I mean? Yeah, it just pissed me off. It doesn't make any sense. It, it's it's like this is a very normal looking bus full of strangers too. Like, they <laughs> all just look like totally normal people. And yeah. but then yeah, so then the the, yeah. the punchline I guess is that uh, while everyone's singing the song, the two of them, Dave and Kevin, take each take out suitcases or briefcases full of worms and just start eating live worms, um, and then they get kicked out of the bus. Yeah, it's just very strange. I think it's a shame because I, I think there's something to these characters. I, I think I said it, this when we last saw them. I, I love this kind of character that is so consumed with pity that they just want everybody to feel bad for them and they're unable to do anything else. And I don't mind it, but I basically agree with what you guys just said. The context of this scene is basically makes no sense to me. And I don't even know if like seeing the previous sketch with these characters, like if it added context or removed context, I was like, oh, okay, I know what's coming with these guys. And then they start eating worms (laughs) on a bus and the laugh track has no idea what to do. There's like a lot of, I mean, going back to our theory about is the laughs, are the laughs real or not? There was a lot of sudden like (laughs) punch-ins of odd laugh tracks at this sketch. They didn't know what, how to make people react to this. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I agree. I mean, it was weird. What do you think, Joanna? Well, I, I didn't have the context of the knowing who these guys are or that nobody likes them uh, up, up top. And I, I, I was like, kind of, I was like, I, I guess I buy a little bit that like people would start singing on a bus because that's kind of like a, a trope, like people sing right. buses, like when you're bored, you're bored on a bus, there's nothing else to do, you got to sing. Oh, look, these guys, they've got a catchy tune. And then the worms. So, like, I don't uh, c- completely agree that, like, that didn't make sense to me. I, I still really hated it, though. Like, I really hated it, mm. thought it was bad, didn't like it, can't, but can't tell you another reason why. Uh, other than that, maybe I just didn't like the idea and I don't like looking at worms and I didn't like watching them touch worms. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and like, nobody who, Nobody likes them. Why are we watching them? You know, get them out of here. Exactly. Right. Thank you. <laughs> Nick, as our resident historian slash super fan, what would are these characters? Because they've they've come back again, and I assume they come back yet again. 
are they considered, you know, two of the more famous kind of characters in the canon of, of, of Kids in the Hall? Or, or how are they perceived by the fan base? Oh, how are they perceived? I don't know. Um, well, you, I liked them when you I was know a, of them. And oh, you did. Okay. When I was a kid, I, I remember liking them. I but I mm-hmm. I, I just thought I thought that la- the one we watched a few episodes ago was the when they uh, are trying to get a loan and then they hang mm-hmm. themselves. When I was a kid, right. I thought that was really funny. That sounds familiar. Oh God, that's <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>, not. <laughs> I'm not being sarcastic. I actually, I think like that's funny <laughs> trying to get to, getting denied a loan. I mean, it's. Not funny. It's very dark. It's very real. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I just find it the... interesting which which characters they decide to make recurring. I mean, I I don't know if I've liked any of them. I mean, some Buddy Coles, I I guess I like, and and but I don't know. It's it's always really interesting to me, and I guess I disagree with them. Like, which characters have legs and should be brought back? I think uh, they bring back the characters that. Uh, at least in this early in these early days, they, they, it feels like they bring back characters if they just seem like very distinct and have catchphrases. <laughs> these guys have catchphrases. Right. Nobody likes nobody us. likes us. Yeah. That's the catchphrase. Yeah, but uh, some of their their uh, recurring characters get better as the show goes on. Uh, but anyway, so this next sketch is back to McGillicuddy and green but now it's mcgillicuddy and kurosawa and this is it's like a, a kind of a f- offensive uh japanese stereotype kind of i think it's right. definitely uh <laughs> yeah. offensive yeah. we can we can say it is i think nick, I, yeah. I know it like yeah exactly <laughs> i feel comfortable <laughs> saying it's racist i know nick you don't want to commit to that <laughs> uh but uh, so yeah kevin mcdonald's back as mcgillicuddy the the vaudeville comedian but now his partner is yeah mark mckinney as a, an offensive Japanese stereotype named Kurosawa. And it's basically the same I, I, game as the first one, except now it's that he just doesn't understand. But I think it's like a very classic example of the way they are racist, which is in a way that makes no fucking sense, <laughs> even for the context of the sketch. Like, why on earth would all the different characters you could be to do a second beat of the sketch? Why is he some random Japanese man, <laughs> racist caricature? Like it's just, it's like offensive, but also like what? Why this choice? And that's how I feel every right. time they do something like this. It's just it adds nothing. <laughs> it brings nothing to this. Who would you have? Uh, what's what would be a good second beat I, for this? I sketch? thought you could put in like any like a dog, really, like an you insane fill in a dog. I I actually wrote down a dog. Uh, you could have a like woman his mom. Like a witch, a plant, you, like a anything. literal plant, like that's just there. Like an old man that can't hear, or something like literally anyone. It didn't really have to be, um, as long as it wasn't like a typical comedy partner, it and as long as it was like a big because, leap. Because the, it ends up nothing changes. He still is just literal, but now he's Japanese. Right. Like so, yeah. yeah and it's also like he even has the like final line where he says, "I auditioned for this." And that actually made me be like, God, this guy must suck at auditioning people if he's done this twice in a row, just like picking the worst possible partner he could have. It was just, that was so stupid. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I I liked the first scene and it did disappoint me that they made the second beat. What's your pitch, Nick, for for the second beat? Oh, well, I liked your idea of of someone who can't hear very well. I don't know. Thanks. I, I think it, I think uh, I, I think I, I I do like the idea of somebody that maybe somebody just doesn't speak English maybe he doesn't have to be Japanese he could be German if you you know if you wanted to mm-hmm. be there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. anyway mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like we're kind of low energy today I, I I'm I'm standing today oh do you think that's making you less energetic yeah, are you more tired or should we stand also maybe. huh. Maybe it's because we're not standing. Oh. Yeah, we're all lying down, and you're standing, so we comparatively seem very low energy. Yeah, I'm lying prone. That's how I normally record. <laughs> <laughs> I have someone standing I think we're on great, Nick. We're, we're, a, we're on fire. I think maybe we're if we can fire, ask maybe. anybody out there listening, if you could please stand up just so that you have... <laughs> <Stand> <laughs> just to balance things out. If you could stand up and applaud so that That'd I know great. that that's happening in the future that'll that's going to drive me through this last sketch here 
This but if you're driving, watch your head. Because you'll bump it if you stand up. Don't you know stand up I mean? too yeah. fast. You might get dizzy. Yeah. Okay, so we have one more sketch. The moon sketch, Three right? for the moon, it's called. Um, yeah, let me play a little clip real quick. What are you laughing at, moon? Why don't you share it with the whole class, moon? The moon laughs knowingly. The moon laughs. The moon. <laughs> <laughs> I knew Nick would love that joke. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we got to listen to the Dave Foley line at the end here. <laughs> Gee. <laughs> I wonder who owns that moon. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, this was another quick sketch. It's just two, three guys talking poetically about the moon in like mm -hmm. exaggerated poetic language, and then mm -hmm. Dave Foley's bad at it. I love this one. I don't know what you guys. Think. <laughs> yeah, I think this one is cute. I don't know. I, it worked for me. It was like funny to look at their different outfits. I was like, "What the fuck is Mark McKinney wearing? He looks very Gen Z. He has like a dangling <laughs> earring." Um, <laughs> I I thought like they have these sketches sometimes that are like almost about being angry at manhood. Like this seemed like one of them because mm. both McKinney and McCullough are like angry about the moment they become men in their little speech in a way. I think they're um, and I think they're making fun of of men in general, just like yeah, of the way definitely. Yeah. Though I did think, like, to me, this is like a, somebody setting intentions during the full moon. I was like, this is me setting my intentions <laughs> during the moon. Just drunk and, like, angry at the moon and demanding things from it. I like the line where uh, McCullough says, uh, and he's talking about soldiers and he's saying that they might come back dead or worse, come back a man. <laughs> I like the opening joke of, uh, see that moon? No, that one there. <laughs> that kind of made me laugh. I guess they're on some uh, different planet. Um, I, uh, I, 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 at first, I thought this was going to be a classic kind of McKinney monologue, and they, and McCullough and, and Foley were going to sit there and watch him the whole time, um, and that that would have been terrible. I hate I hate those McKinney monologues. Um, so I was pleasantly surprised. In fact, it almost felt like each. Uh, cast member like wrote their own lines if that makes sense like, oh yeah like that, that, McCullough's lines yeah. were definitely like McCullough being the angsty teenage yes. kid they were also themselves in this um, hold on one second guys sorry no, you can go on but I'm gonna get up for a second <laughs> okay <laughs> um, I, I, as I was uh, saying um, yeah they're all so themselves and I feel like that's such a uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a testament. It's like it's one of the advantages of having your team uh, be kind of like the show and not just, a, you know, hoping a cast member gets in. Like, you really do feel like you've come to know these guys as performers. And I feel like this is one of their sketches where you're like, oh, I love seeing McKinney be McKinney. I love seeing McCullough be McCullough. I love seeing Foley be Foley. And I, uh, let me, I don't know. I feel like, yeah. Let me read a thing from the biography real quick about this one that Mc McKinney says. So uh, Three for the Moon was something that Bruce and I wrote together with Dave. And it had this sort of beat poetry thing that Bruce and I both liked. You know, angry dawn, man stag staggers out, shattered delight, kapow. We love that Kerouac kind of stuff. We wanted in on that shit. <laughs> wow. The way he talks is pretty ridiculous. I, I love that they sometimes don't even, I think, Amay, you've said this before about McKinney. It's like they're not even necessarily interested in being funny. Like they're not even writing jokes. They're just kind of like trusting that their performances can be so committed and silly. And like, yeah, there are some jokes mixed in. Uh, but for the most part, even by the audience's reaction, like, they're just going for it. And I think it's just funny because you have a vibe throughout the entire thing. And yeah, they're playing like really distinct, ridiculous characters. What do you think of this one, Joanna? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I really liked also, like May said, watching these these guys, their outfits. I, I don't. So I'm sorry. I'm doing a terrible job of this. <laughs> Who is the gentleman on the left then? What's That's his McKinney. Name? Mark McKinney. 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 
Yeah, well, he had an accent, uh, right? Yeah. Like, I did not have any idea where he was. And also just, like, reeling from the last sketch with the accent, I was just like, where are we now? Like, who are we I, making? I think know? he was supposed to be French-Canadian, was my, yeah. was my yeah. take on that. No, I like I like this one, too. I At, at first, I was trying to figure out, I was like, is this is just, yeah, I, I wrote pe- people, men who are excited about yelling, uh, on a, on a being, being excited about being able to yell at the moon um and this this really spoke to me because i i hate the moon and i would like to destroy the moon and so i enjoyed being able to scream at the moon i think that would be fun you must love that mr show sketch where they blow up the moon then yeah i do <laughs> i don't hate the moon i i think the moon is important it's necessary for survival on earth but i just think it's a funny thing to think about blowing up or interacting with in any way it's a great it's the straight man to the earth uh uh the earth's wildness <laughs> that's interesting i never thought of it that way um yeah i like uh, that uh do you guys have anything else on this sketch i just realized that we skipped a sketch Whoa, which one uh, oh, no one step at a time. Oh, that's oh, right. right. Um, well, let's end on that one then. Yeah. I would say that this one, it was funny. I I got it by the end, but at the way that he talks, I kind of almost thought he was saying the woman was the needy one. At, you know, it was a little confusing. But then... So I wrote but down... But then I got it. Oh, sorry. I wrote down for the game... Um, Man claims he's taking it one step at a time, but keeps revealing how immature he is when describing the steps. Hmm? Yes, that's that's a very good summation. Hilarious these premise. Games, <laughs> these games are just you, 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 there's too many words, far <laughs> too many too, words in your games. Far too many words. Absolutely. You're really gonna have to cut them down. That's I think that's your task for next episode. Really, yeah. just squeeze like those games. A game maybe... in eight words or less. That's right. I think that's, that's right. the challenge. Let's uh let's watch a little bit of it here. No, I mean I'm older now. Yes. I'm wiser. Of course. I finally learned how to take things one clinging, <laughs> possessive. Jealous? Step at a time. Good for you. Oh, yeah. People need their space. Mm-hmm. I need my space. Mm-hmm. I know that. That's why I just take things one stifling, smothering, overwhelmingly needy. Step at a time. Tell me about it. This one was another short one, too. Um, it is very short. I, it's like a very simple and clear one, but it also... The way he performs it makes it seem like he's making fun of somebody else to me. I don't know if I'm the only one. I, I can see that. I agree, mate. That that was my big takeaway on this. It's like I like this premise. I think the game, if I had to say, would be just a guy uh, who doesn't want to take it one step at a time says he's taking it one step at a time. One eight words, but okay. <laughs> uh, well, I you know I, I thought it was. Um, well described. Oh, sorry. Hold on. Hold on a second. I'm okay. I'm back. Um, yeah, I agree with you, May. That it was weird. The premise was like he didn't do it justice. He, but they should have just committed to being two real people. I don't know why they had to kind of sell out the premise by saying, you know, like his exaggerated, like stifling step at a time, and like reset like a robot. It almost kind of. I don't know. It took me out of the scene every single time they tried to tell. So, a joke. do you think it would have been better if he had just read it as like one stifling, ter- a smothering step at a time, like that? I think it would have been better if he was struggling the whole time and didn't reset to step at a time. Okay. Right? And we, we, I, I, I would have liked to just stifling step at a time. Something where it's like he's riding out and maybe it heightens. And I, I understand why they did it. I just felt like. I don't know. It was almost someone pitching me an idea instead of me actually witnessing an idea. Joanna? I could not focus on this sketch at all because I was just my, I could not understand where the fuck they were. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is a weird area. Like I, country club, <laughs> uh, back, like porch, maybe? I don't know. I mean, I, I love the sets on this show because they just remind me about of like the sets that you had access to at like you know, like the college film department or whatever, like the one three wall set, the fake brick wall. Uh, then they just like the, the lawn furniture. Uh, no, I, I mean, I agree. I agree with everything that you guys are saying. Uh, 
I I don't know. I feel like it's it is a very it's very clear. It's a very clear premise. But I would have loved some maybe some more specifics. I would have loved uh, you know to hear from the uh, just something that he actually did do. Some examples of some things that he did do. You know, walk on would be nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> from the woman i'm sorry we More can't have that <laughs> we cannot you know, have a woman, a woman show is... up <laughs> no it no. would be mckinney eh? mckinney be put mckinney yeah. in a wig <laughs> yes have her come in and give the look yeah, yeah um, exactly i joanna do you have any final thoughts about the show or anything that came up for you while um, you were watching it i i it was not i want to say i'll revisit this again uh I, I probably sounds like you will. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is fun. I mean, I, I, I really like, you know, what I really like, I think like uh, we were saying he, they're not necessarily like concerned with uh, making like jokes all like all the time, but that, that there's a lot of something like very creative about just, uh, just having some of these, uh, they're just ideas and they're just vibing. And, uh, you know, <laughs> think, yeah, I, that's, that's kind of what they do. It's very yeah, true. And I, and I like that. And, and I think like, in, in in these days, I'm going to take that as inspiration with me uh, as I go through my uh, the next uh, phase of my life and my career. Be less funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I agree. As the more I've I've done this this podcast, I I have thought about like. I don't know. It makes you feel like let's not think too much about game, even though every sketch yeah. we talked about <laughs> what the game is. We don't necessarily have to like have a game and things could just be kind of, I don't know, super character based and flowing. Just so used to UCB where we were just like ordered to <laughs> write a sketch in a very specific way. And it's just fun to see. I feel like they have so many different ways of pulling off a sketch. So yeah, it's, I feel it is like fun this... to see. This podcast is all of us discovering we don't need game or want game. So by the end, <laughs> it'll be just falling apart. And just noodles <laughs> on the ground wiggling around. That's what I'm imagining. I do. I would you guys have been working towards maybe like at the end of a season, you'll do a sketch show uh, with everything that you've learned. Oh, interesting. Oh, wow. Mm. Joanna. And we have to have every person who's been on the podcast yes, appear in it. The sketches. Yeah yeah that's not okay. a bad idea thanks for giving us a goal i love it and then <laughs> then maybe the kids in the hall will watch our sketch show and just tear it to <laughs> fucking shreds <laughs> as it deserves <laughs> what was the game of this the part where i said maybe one of them was ugly <laughs> don't listen to that part uh... <laughs> well i've said Look kevin mcdonald's is sketches. hot like 10 times so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um i gotta I think get going hot. guys yeah. so it's been fun thank you for having up. me on thank you Joanna. thank you Absolutely. so much for coming Talking joanna joanna do you have something you want to plug Nope, but in the future, uh, I have a Twitter, and uh, eventually I'll have a show. We'll retweet you to our three followers for sure, <laughs> anytime you want. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm working on some stuff. I'm writing um writing a show with Katie Tally, and I've got some oh, cool. awesome. going up. So, but cool. so eventually, I'm getting my sea legs back. All right, well, yeah, thank- we're all doing it. <laughs> yeah. I love I'm it. I'm not really doing it, but thanks for thanks for listening <laughs> and keep crushing those heads. <laughs>